good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined, as always, by Michael Daniels. Mike, all is well. All is well. This this <laughs> week has been uh, pretty good, I think. Um, just uh, played some exactly Final Fantasy with friends in a online. Our, our friends now are catching up mm-hmm. to where we can all kind of group and do things. And yeah, I I was talking about this um, earlier before we started recording, but. Um, I, ha- I had a kind of full weekend um, due in no small part to uh, dad and I spending basically all of Saturday and Sunday, like eight hour days, which is not, you know, anything crazy, but, you know, it's, a, you know, a little unusual for us. We're basically uh, over at the house. I mean, um, we're down to the state of just a lot of little small tasks at the end, like, you know, like screen door we were going to replace uh some trim that has to be cut and painted and installed like most of it's done but there's just a a, all of these tiny little things but anyway saturday after i got done working at the house i saw that um you and aaron were on final fantasy and i think you guys were setting up to do um palace of the dead which is the roguelike sort of uh, start at one uh level thing and i thought i'll get on and and do that maybe try out some of my uh lower level jobs that i haven't i haven't played very much and um so i got on and the three of us did that for an hour or two and then um after aaron logged and went to bed uh trotsky was planning to get on he had been he's designing a game and so he was sort of uh active on discord and so when he was getting on and then pete was also going to get on and i don't remember when we started i feel like it was 12 30 Maybe almost one o'clock by the time we all got on and got got set up to go. <laughs> it was late, right? We, I, I, yeah, yeah, and I don't know how long we played, but it was. I think we started the last set of ten floors at like three a.m. And so by the time I logged, it was three thirty, and then it takes me half an hour to to get to sleep after that. So it was a late night, and then I was just exhausted Sunday, and so I thought yeah. I don't. I don't know if I can do this, you know, go hard two nights in a row. And, you know, I got on and looked and I didn't see anybody online. So I figured everybody else was kind of doing the same thing. You're like, you need a, you need a buffer night after, after doing something like that. I know uh, it reminded me of back oh, when for sure. I, and I, had, I lived in Bloomington a, in the before yeah. times. And, you know, we would go out like on a Thursday and sometimes people would also be out Friday. And I'm like, I can't. Do, do multiple nights in a row you know i need a break in between it's not like i'm in my 20s yeah anymore. I, I uh it's very similar unlike you who are always working on your house like you go and do dedicated housework i you know like projects i i did the same thing like after we played that game i went out the next day and worked at shelly is it's my girlfriend is redoing her garage floor like scrubbing it sanded it you know uh etching it painting it, coding it, doing the whole thing, which is a, a whole thing. So she asked like, Hey, can you come over and help me? And I was exhausted from staying up till four in the morning. Um, and she asks me at about 10 o'clock the next day when I'm still kind of sleeping. So I get up I'm like, yeah, sure. And I worked almost all that day, you know, scru- scrubbing the ground and then power washing and then re-scrubbing it. And, and I got home and exhausted, wet. And, and then, I, you know, Sunday was just, more of the same and I wanted to get on and play that night but just like you said you need a buffer day I was like I just need a I need to not do anything you know <laughs> and 
Uh, yeah, the so other I, reason it, the other reason I didn't really get on Sunday night is that we were maybe going to play Factorio, uh, the 1.0 release oh, right. of that is out now. I saw and, that and I was like, I'm just I just need to not be on the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know Fox wanted to play and he was unavailable. Trotsky was kind of on the fence, and I think Aaron was too. Um, I don't remember if Chris. No, no, I think Chris was out too, and so um, we ended up postponing that another I did, week. I did get to watch the machine. I know Zahn was kind of bummed out, yeah. but he's not playing Final Fantasy right. with us. So I, I did get some uh, some time to watch some shows, which we'll talk about when we're on here. Uh, but most importantly, because I just took that whole night off of, of that game, um, I watched uh, our three-hour uh, show, our 2020 challenge. Yeah, show. yeah. So, so did I. I took a break in the intermission, but... Uh, but yeah, I watched it last. You, you want to go well. ahead and talk about that? Yeah, let's jump into it. All right, this week we're talking about the 2009 Indian uh, comedy drama Three Idiots. Three Idiots. It's a comedy drama. It's this is a, a weird show movie because mm-hmm. for the first, I'd say half of it. It's a three-hour show. Man, what is up with these three-hour shows? A lot of the, these ones that we've watched, and I think the uh, the Indian movies from the Indian continent uh, have been very long, and I have felt, uh, in the three that we've watched on this list, have kind of universally felt that they could have been cut down C- compared to American standards. Sorry, that's very sure. regionally biased here, but... Uh, by American <laughs> yeah, standard I pacing, it feels like it can be cut. Yeah, out. and so I don't know. I've you know I've said this before about different things. Like I'm not familiar enough with that culture to say if th- this is just a thing that all of their movies are really maybe, long. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just maybe just the ones that get a lot of um, acclaim and praise to end up on a list like this are long because that's true of our movies as well, right? Like sure, yeah. the Lord of the Rings or uh, yeah. Infinity War and Endgame. Like, you know, sometimes you just, if you want to tell an epic story, you need an epic. And not that this movie was not an epic story the that's, same way. That's that, kind of my um, point there, that this one wasn't that. It wasn't Bahubali, you know. It, right. It, it wasn't Bahubali. It wasn't Lagan. And, and Lagan even uh, wasn't necessarily, I didn't feel an epic thing. It was a story, but was just very, very long. Right? Yeah. Uh, that, that, again, by... Western cultural movie standards could have been definitely condensed into this. And that's this way I felt the same way. It's like, it's a three hour movie. And the first hour and a half, I felt that, which is sometimes a typical runtime for what this kind of movie is, right? This is kind of a comedy mm-hmm. buddy guys in college type movie could, should usually be an hour and a half long, right? Very kind of in the kin to, um, Oh, what's the one with um, old old boys, stuff like that? Those are old old boy, yeah. not yeah. old boy. It's the old school. Old school is what I'm thinking of. Oh, old school. Okay, yeah. yeah I wondered. Right, sorry. It's it's right. kind of like those. Yeah, just just typical comedy. Um, I'll say well, but with more some should... more drama, like deep. It, this definitely yeah. has deep drama in it for sure, and that's the love of. It. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away before we get into spoilers, but. But but yeah, before spoiler part. So I guess my thing was is that it's it's very long um, for the kind of movie it is. It's 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 got different depths to it. Um, but f- again, by Western cultures, this felt very very long to me. Not tiring where I hate this movie. But you took an intermission. You even said so. That tells you something. 
Well, it had an intermission, so I was like, I'm going to do something else for half an hour. And, oh, I I watched it on Netflix, uh, so I didn't it. Uh, didn't have an hour uh, intermission built in. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, so yeah, you want to go into spoilers and start talking about all the stuff? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, so I guess not, without going to spoilers here, uh, like I said, it's I kind of said in the non-spoiler section that this was uh, an old school thing. It, that's kind of putting it down. It, it has a lot more um, depth to it than what an old school has. But because it's so long and they really put, put a, uh, they just show a whole bunch of stuff, it feels like for the first hour and a half, the long stretches, that it's just a comedy with buddies. You know, and then all of a sudden they throw super deep things at you. Yeah, it 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 takes a it takes a turn. It starts out as a kind of like, um, like lighthearted, um, you know, Goodwill Hunting or uh, or um, uh, what's the O Captain movie, um, Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. But very like kind of vibe where you just right. like you know this is a this is a movie about college and kids in college and the things that happen. But it's serious. It's not you know. And it didn't even. It, not, I couldn't even say the word serious because like the very opening credits, he like fakes a heart attack or something to get off of the plane, and it's ha ha ha. Yeah, right? from from the frame, you're like, okay, so, there's something something kind of um, kind of weird here, um, and you learn. I think you learn pretty early that the idiots thing is cultural, right? Like they're being called idiots by the authority figures in their life. This um, headmaster and to an extent their parents, Um, but it, but they're not, you know, they're not dumb. They're not idiots. Truly. They're not dumb. Um, You know, the main, the main character Rancho is incredibly intelligent. He just does not, believe in the academic system as it is idiot from you're not aware of what culturally your job is supposed to be uh which is actually that's the the thing i believe makes this land on this list right it's it's the actual um understanding the cultural depth of india that puts this on the list would you agree to an extent, yeah, and it's a kind of thing you know we from our very very limited i don't know I'm always apologizing in this show, and I can't imagine that we have anybody listening who is actually Indian or anything like that who's gonna get offended at anything I say, but just you know reiterate that um all I have is like hearsay and things from a couple of movies to base any of these opinions on, so if I'm wrong you know write yeah. us and let me know um but a thing that in indian culture and in some eastern cultures um japan asia uh, uh china places like that um people have a little more of this culture of um the 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 what's the word i'm looking for the the culture the family the country the, the nation whatever word you use for that um collective is like i i exist as part of that sure and i am not above that which is completely foreign to americans where we worship individualism yeah right um you know as our religion not literally but pretty yeah. close um and 
it's a thing that in a lot of cases I find myself praising, right? Yeah. I'm like, it's, you know, you get a little more direction. People aren't as like lost in the wind, um, um, kind of thing. And, but in this movie, you see it in a different way. And I've also described, you know, as it was described to me, the, um, the the Indian kind of vague notion of maybe not vague, but in some cases literal notion of reincarnation and 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 castes and class system and like you're born into this and you do the best that you can within that, but you don't um, you don't deviate beyond it um, as a thing that is. It's not one of those things that I've praised. It's you know if you're in our industry in tech and you're contract you know this is what i've heard from people who have contracted out indian uh programmers is that they will not um they'll i don't even know how to say this like they'll just do exactly what they're asked and then if something's broken it's because they didn't get the right directions like they're not ambitious yeah. the way that we are right we can be um and i'm again huge generalizations apologies um well, I, and, I, I think that it's not necessarily just it's the ambition. It's that um, I don't know. It's it's it has to do with generational stuff too. It's the, the idea of honoring parents and who's come before you is is a real huge key to uh, Indian culture and society, uh, Hindi and yeah, and and and, 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 and right? that's definitely that's definitely praiseworthy. I think the big thing, well, initially, what you think the big thing is is not not being limited by the system right yeah. and understanding what the the system was intended to do and to be you know the entire concept of of teaching and learning because you have this guy rancho who um is very intelligent and loves learning but is over the academic system yeah where you know a lot of the people who excel in that in that academic system don't um you know don't do anything great right they they just are are good worker drones in whatever their profession is yeah right yeah it's i mean I, i'm drawing a blank right now i was trying to look up something earlier about that this this doesn't feel like a new concept to Western. I think to Western people, uh, the, oh, the, the idea of nice. yeah. of you know your parents putting a lot of pressure on you to be a certain way, and then you go to college and you find out you discover yourself, and you decide that you're going to set up and be your own person, right? That 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 doesn't feel new to this now. Yeah, none none of that is foreign to an American audience, right? But it's really when this movie was made still it's a pretty fairly modern movie and it was still very 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 relevant today or to to then at that mm -hmm. time that you know to do something against your parents is a terrible terrible thing um and this is just that what made this actually even more poignant was it spoke directly to the fact that india has a massive suicide rate right right and, and it in the most stark among, scene of the entire students. show, I think, is when they had yeah. that joy guy commit suicide 
and they show it right at the at the beginning and like whoa yeah what there, just happened to this there movie? are several there are several kind of abrupt tone shifts uh that's the first one yeah. um the second one is when they get to the town and find and talk to the guy and it's and it's not him like he was in school under a fake name rancho yeah. for the whole time and that, that like that happens and you're like what what the, this movie just changed yeah that's 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 you're right the whole thing about this movie that's weird is that it, tonal shift is what you said best it's it's what what are you doing here because it really feels for so much of the movie that it's a a comedy buddy thing and then and then mm-hmm. not right and then back is again because there's so much about the, the guy silencer who's farting all the time it's a fart. There's mm-hmm. fart jokes throughout the whole thing. Yeah, you know. And then there's yeah. then there's a guy who hangs himself, right? And then a, and then yeah. it's a, a fun thing. And then one of the main characters tries to commit suicide again and drops out the window, and, and to a to a, a death long death thing when he's in a coma. Yeah, and you've seen him in the frame, so you know that he doesn't die. But you're like, what happens? And then and from that point on. You know, they they go through that whole sequence and they jump to the to the future. And that's when the I guess maybe the third act. um, That's where this movie just for me got really good. Sure. It was just so I've made this observation. I don't know if this is universally true, but I noticed this in Lagan. There seems to be and again, I'm generalizing. Sorry. Um there seems to be more of a comfort level with Indian men showing emotion, showing strong emotion. Mm-hmm. And and by, by that, I mean being emotionally moved and crying and being what we would say more vulnerable with other men. Yeah. Um, then we, then we have here, like we've, you know, in the last, in the, the you know, the, Gen X and and millennial generations have have moved somewhat away from the, you know, the, the near stoicism of the, of the greatest generation. Yeah. Um, but we still are more, you know, I think partly because of that whole, uh, you know, independence kind of self, self self-reliance kind of thing tend to be a little more, um, stoic. And I'm, I'm that's stoic's not really the right word for it, but um um you know, that kind of thing. But you you go into the third act and they're just it's like one thing after another happens. Like after they um after that character uh uh goes through the coma and they cut back they cut back to the present for a while and then they go back and he has the whole thing with Pia's sister and the baby, which is crazy. This right. whole like uh, uh, crazy thing with the tech. And based on my math, when they're in college, should be like a, right around ninety nine, like plus or minus, okay. um, which is about probably like just before I was in college, maybe right after you were, or right around the same time. Yeah. Um, which is which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, they go through all this stuff and I was like, it was more, I don't know, maybe it's cause it's fresh, but I enjoyed it more than either, um, 
Bahubali or oh for, or for sure. I, I I agree with that. I think that I, it was all so much more relatable. It, it was, right? and and I also agree with what you said about the the third act was when it got it got good. The first the first two acts I didn't care for. I mean, I didn't hate it. It was fine. I, I thought the actors in the story were fun. Um, yeah, but, but it was fine. It was it was, fine. it was good. And I was in that whole time. I was like, I don't think this cared. To, I mean, there's a few things in here that are stark, but I don't know why this ends up on a on this list at all. I had no idea. And then the third act is kind of like, okay, I kind of get that. Um, and but still a, a little weird. And that is because, and and I'm going to just read it because I pull up a couple things here. I mean, we we've seen these movies, everything about that since forever. I mean, just look at things like, um, oh, uh, uh, we watched Dirty Dancing, right? Dirty Dancing mm-hmm. is about that. You're going to marry a a husband who's a good doctor or got a thing, and this right. is your expectations right. that you're going to do. And but no, I love to dance. I love to do my thing, and you got to be your own person. Right. I mean, those are these are things that have been, you know, um, Footloose is kind of the same thing. There's just we've seen so many movies in America that are all about that. I mean, heck, even things like Hotel Transylvania. It's a cartoon where where you talk about the daughter. Mm. Parents want their kids to take over the the family business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is old hat type stuff. Right. Right. Any kind of any kind of rebelling against parents, rebelling against authority. I think in in the I'm going to say in the West, but here we have more of a tendency for that to be just sort of celebrated as this as this huge rejection. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, screw you, dad. I'm not playing by your I'm not I'm not, you know being your you know your little girl anymore i'm going my own way and um i really enjoyed the scene um hold on let me look at the name so i have this right Uh, i think it's faran has with his parents yeah and he wants to be a photographer and he he lays it out for his dad is another example of the, the emotional vulnerability um and him basically saying that it's not you know, he wasn't doing this because of any kind of negative sort of resentment against his father, but because he wanted to still have a good relationship with his father. And he knew that if he went through with all this and became an engineer, that it would, over the years, ruin his relationship with his father. Which which actually um, that like that scene and a couple around like that are exactly what I think puts this movie in, in that category. I mean, right it, it's it's yeah. not a, it's not a movie that I mean it's in not, all your buckets it's not rebellion like we have so many movies that are just celebrating rebellion right right of course like we're we're a nation that rebelled against our imperial you know overlords two hundred and fifty years ago um, and so of course that's one of the things that we celebrate and they are not I mean they did they did also overthrow the same imperial overlords but. You know, their culture, as you said, when we talked about Lagan, is so much more peaceful that they um, they just do things in different ways. And they they rebel against their, this authority, but not not just not just out of rebellious resentment and like um, arrogance or 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 selfishness. It's just a hey, like you, you never get the sense that. Um, that Rancho hates 
the headmaster virus. Yeah, right. Like right. he he doesn't like him very much, and he doesn't approve of any of his of his methods and beliefs. But he's always trying to convince him. He's trying to talk to him, and, and yes, they like they prank him and stuff. It's not you know one hundred percent amicable. Um, but you know they they do this within you know while still trying to maintain these relationships while still valuing and respecting the authority figures but not in not fully drinking the Kool-Aid as it were yeah and 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 that's the that's that's actually the key thing about this when when you talked about you you sometimes at the end of the wrap up times you'll talk about buckets and things why do things justify on the list this one i think mm. would fall on your list about a um um it's culturally significant, right? And that, while we watched things like um, um, American History X and we watched Boys in the Hood, those may be uh, more U.S. centered. This is definitely culturally significant in India, right? If if you mm -hmm. were in India, uh, just glancing at these statistics right here, every hour one student commits suicide in Indiana, uh, in Indiana, India, and with twenty eight suicides reported every day. In India, I mean, granted, India has billions of people there, but still, it's a rampant problem that their students commit suicide because they can't yeah. because the, the amount of pressure to both pressure, honor right. your your elders and what they are telling you to do. Because in India, everything is about what your parents want. You get married based on what your parents want, and even in this show, they even address that kind of right with a dowry. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, and, and yeah, there's everything still... is about what your parents want for you, not what you want to be for your parents. So, right. right. So I mentioned all these things about uh, in Western culture, we have these all breaking away stuff, which actually is part of the whole process of, you know, we see things in, in pop culture or in movies and that helps people, our culture come to accept things like, you know, breaking away and stuff. And, and, and the traditionally the old people, don't like these new ideas and the young people flock to them like in the sixties and things like that. Sure. It's new and sure. And things And India just has taken a lot longer to get to that point. And this is a movie that kind of really straightforward addresses that kind of a thing. And it's very serious and very stark, but the whole, but it's framed. The weird part about it is it's framed in a comedy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that is, that is the strangest part. You're like, I mean, several, I laughed out loud at, many maybe not many but at least three or four moments in this movie something would happen and i'm like ah, yeah and, you know. and and i'm gonna say goofy comedy even right like it, there's so many goofy things mm -hmm. that that are in there and it fun just for fun they're just great um goofy stuff smart stuff i loved the thing where he gives the dictionary definition of a book yeah that was good right the like right. super verbose thing and i'm like i'm like oh man he's uh He's doing the thing. He's explaining the book, and the you know the, the headmaster doesn't get it. And he's like, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you just say book?" And he says, "Like, I tried the simple answer, and it didn't work." I was like, "Oh, right. where's that air horn?" <laughs> it, it is worth noting. We should note that that uh, the lead here, uh, Amir Khan, is the lead that was in Lagan as well. Um, yeah, yeah, same who, guy. who played the same guy, and and he did an excellent job in that one, and he does an excellent job in this one. I think him playing Rancho is so well done because he rarely doesn't smile. The character of Rancho, doesn't. right. Uh, even in hard and difficult things that happens to him. 
And that's one of the things that makes him like they they're always calling your holiness and stuff makes him a good friend, (laughs) makes him everybody want to um, like him and and clap when he does things. Even if they're not his friends, everyone likes Rancho because he's always smiling. Right. At at, at the most at the most part, at the worst, he's just kind of normal, but he's never like frowning. Even when he's like a sad moment comes along, he's still kind of. He's the jokester. He immediately jumps and starts telling jokes to his friend who's like in a, who's paralyzed, right? Yeah, yeah. He does this, the, and that that whole sequence is so good. He's so like, good. "Hey, don't come on. We we've you know you're you're gonna get or and you know he's found a found a, a husband for his sister, and they're not asking any dowry. It's great. They're they're saved. You know, right. um, and it's his buddy. One other Far thing, on. yeah." One one of the things I was gonna say when you were talking about the the expectations here, I think it's it's different here, obviously, and also, and when I say here, I mean in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's less common. Like parents still have expectations of their children here, but it's not as, um, you know, uh, my word is law, kind of kind of thing i think it's more common probably in um upper uh uh, class more wealthy class we don't have classes here but you know what i mean more more wealthy um um, circumstances like in uh in dirty dancing as you mentioned but in in this movie we get this full cross section and we don't even realize until the third act that rancho is not um incredibly wealthy but part of the reason the headmaster puts up with him is because his quote-unquote family is incredibly wealthy right um you know and so it's good find it that's exactly how it is here at least as it is portrayed in movies um but then you see um hold on let me get the names again you see faran's family is kind of on the low end of middle class and raju's family is living in poverty um but they're all at the same school and that just adds to their like this pressure right the movie is always talking about the pressure yeah yeah uh, so yeah I, I like this here's a couple things that i think are are uh worth interesting when reading a little bit about this movie and some like why is it so do, so so big do myself? you i i do you want to go out of spoilers or not yet uh, yeah i think we're okay going out of spoilers uh, well no Actually, okay. there's one. Maybe this is a little spoiler. I don't know if it's spoilery, but okay, go uh, ahead and then we'll yeah, then we'll sure. jump uh, So just something. It was a little bit of background news. You know how sometimes you look at IMDb or something. This I've read a couple articles about because the cultural significance of this one. I thought it was funny is that the uh, there's a scene when they get drunk. Remember that? That uh, um, when Rancho's telling them about they're on the steps. They've been threatened if they. Um, uh, what is it? Don't get a job afterwards, and then this is before they go and pee on virus's house um right and and they're on the steps getting drunk and they talk about um one of the guys wants to be uh, uh has a has a letter that he's never mailed off and the other one has rings right so yeah. they're drunk then on that scene when they filmed it the lead guy thought that he suggested that the actress should get drunk in reality to make it look convincing so they did and they were wasted okay. they were wasted when filming that thing and it took nice. it took like two days, I guess, or a whole day or something to film that just one scene because they were so drunk. And they, they, that, the 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 that's funny. the rumor is that the the director had to go get more uh, camera uh, film for the camera 
because they ran out. Oh, but they hit. He kept wow. doing takes to keep them, mm-hmm. uh, like keep them busy until the new rules arrived. Yeah. So that that's funny. I thought that was hilarious. That, that that's an actual them b- being drunk. So I. That's funny. That's that's how they do. Um, that's how they do Rick and Morty. <laughs> they do uh, it drunk when <laughs> the uh, Justin Roiland, who voice acts uh, both characters. Vo- that's not how you say that whatever voices both of those characters at least when he's doing the grandpa the the rick uh uh character yeah he will he will get slightly inebriated it's like drunk history uh if you've ever seen that oh yeah, yeah, yeah college, right. uh is it college the, the, humor that's, funny that's, guy? Funny. that's, that's one that's of those series uh um well it, okay so we can move, move out of spoilers i guess here uh th- yeah. this is a, a comedy that has a message uh, that is based, it's very culturally significant to Indian culture, youth culture, I guess. Uh, say college age mm-hmm. kids, teenagers as well. College academic, yeah. Right. And, and, it, and it's got a very serious, important message that it, that it does a good job, a really good job of, of like talking to and speaking to, right? But it's completely mm-hmm. framed in a comedy, in a goofy comedy goofy comedy but still had it had moments that made me laugh i think i teared up at least once um just it's it's in the same vein of like a um um like a dead poet society or there's at least one other one like that um but but then but at the same time like still different like completely different than than anything of its kind that i've seen uh you know come out of the u.s or made in the u.s yeah um so yeah i mean of for me of the three indian films that we've seen i enjoyed this one the most i i did too i i i would have liked i would like to watch more Indian comedies, it, uh, it's it's weird because actually the Indian, I say that, but the Indian comedy part of it, it's that sounds dumb. It's just the comedy part of it, um, but it's it's the humor feels very slapstick and stuff. At the beginning, is something that I didn't really care for. Like I, I, as we said in the spoilers, the third act of the movie is actually, it's still funny and there's still goofy humor through it, but it also starts to get telling that better message uh, that it does better and there's emotional parts there um i have a hard time i i still gotta say i have a hard time putting this on the on the 100 even though it's got a good message again there's so many other shows that have good messages to them um Mm -hmm. this probably is much more important if you're watching this and you live in india and you watch a lot of indian film and you watch this one is probably has a huge thing this is probably like a a keystone movie i would assume to 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 watch and to, you know everyone should watch this if you were you know born in India and you watch a lot of Indian movies but those that message as I said in the spoilers section that they're saying is nothing new to the Western culture so it it mm-hmm. while it has emotional resonance and it's a good movie I don't know if it fits in there and that probably was because it was three hours long if if that they did mm-hmm. the same if they just chopped out pieces. And we're able to c- condense this movie to two hours. Um, I think it would have held me and kept me going on whatever focus they were trying to to, to do. Instead, yeah, instead we had yeah. twenty minutes of one kind of movie, and then 
10 minutes of another and then 20 <laughs> minutes of another kind of movie and it just it was all over the place because i mean you gotta have you gotta have time for all the songs yeah that it, right and then you put songs in the middle of it so um which all all three of these movies have been musicals i don't know if i don't know if they make <laughs> i don't movies, maybe that's the thing they didn't make without, without it there was like I don't, one. I don't know if they make non-musicals in uh, in India. There, I think there was only one in this one that the song mattered. Like yeah, all the rest of them, there's only like three. I'm gonna say there's only like three songs in this one. And yeah, it wasn't a lot, and they weren't. They again weren't crazy like the ones in Bahubali. Well, there was a few like when they the very first one when they're in the um, this is not spoiler, but they when they're in a college with the like toilets and the bathrooms and stuff like that. They start like dancing on things and there's water spinning here. It's like, what is happening? This is like completely oh, I'm, removed. I might've missed that. I, I did, I did sort of what you did in, uh, in Lagan and kind of tuned out when I was sit, I was watching on my computer. So I think I just all tapped. No, for sure. Because, be and, and that's, that's the worst part about this is that those, when they put those in there, they can be totally skipped. They're, they're not important. And that's actually when you have a three hour movie, you need you need to as an editor say, does this matter? We can skip this. Will people tune out and watch something else or not pay attention? I mean, I think it's just because of the language like I can I can and have appreciated songs that are not in English. And I watch a lot of content that's not in English with subtitles. A song in subtitles just doesn't it doesn't work ah, like sure, it right. can it can but it's very rare i i can i can um, see that and agree oh now th this movie had a weird i i'm surprised you didn't bring this up but of course i'm, I pay I'm getting ready to but you're gonna do it first <laughs> go ahead language stuff yes, all the time right. uh i i looked this up and i i think it's just the way that it is over there now right like are you talking about english i'm saying over where uh sure yes this um and we know because there are um, a lot of call centers in India. That's a stereotype. Mm -hmm. There's been a movie and a TV show both called Outsourced uh, about that idea. Um, that it's very common for people in India to speak English now. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, Lagan was set in the Victorian era. So, you know, they, they still 100% uh, uh, spoke Hindi. Yeah. Um, except for the English who the, spoke English. Except for the English who spoke English. Um, here, they're, they they speak both, and the younger the characters are, the more English they speak, but will still switch from one to the other in the middle of a sentence. In the middle of a sentence, like a word and then another word. And it's not like a complete sentence in English and a complete sentence in Hindi. It's like half of the sentence is in Hindi. It, the first half, yeah, it's the second just, half is English. It's just and both, and and presumably when they are doing business in some way with Americans or, you know, quote-unquote foreigners, they can, you know, speak exclusively English and be understood. But when they're talking amongst themselves, they have this, like, just mix back and forth, and there's no – it's never even – commented on even the professor does it sometimes but not as much as the students oh, um, yeah. and i assume that's just that's just the reality in the internet age of how um language is among educated indians i, I, found, I found it immensely interesting i mean that, enough that i was like what is happening here this is this is so mm -hmm 
common and fluid with all these actors. It can't be just a a thing that they're doing intentionally, you know, not intentionally, but they're like they're not trying to tell me anything. And I looked and I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's a very normal way of talking is flipping back and forth all the time. And I thought, wow, that yeah, is that's, that is crazy. That was cool. my assumption. Right? I mean, that's that's so crazy cool that your society can speak, you know, fluently. Everyone in your society can speak. Well, I say everyone. Most people can speak so fluently that they can flip back and forth on a dime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it was, yeah. it was interesting as watching this from the um, uh, subtitled uh, perspective was that at the beginning, right. I start watching it and they're speaking in English, but then he says a few words in Hindi, uh, but without the when I first did it, the subtitles weren't on. So I thought, oh, he just maybe just said something quick in Hindi, and then he's going back to English. And then he says stuff in English. He says it complete in Hindi, but there's a few <laughs> phrases mixed in there that are English. I'm like, what is happening? What kind of movie is this? And I realized they do have to turn subtitles on. Uh, but then you watch the subtitles, and when they speak the English parts, that part was not subtitled. So hmm. it would say, like, uh, let's say, uh, hello, my name is Michael. The sky is blue. I drink water. It would be subtitled. Hello, my name is Michael because I'd say that in Indy. It would not subtitle the sky is blue because I said that in English. And then it would subtitle the second one or the, thir- oh, the third one. I see on the, cause you watched it on Netflix. Right. Uh, I think the, the, the version I saw had subtitles the whole time. Oh, okay. So yeah. Just, it was just know. subtitling only the Hindi parts, which was like I said, almost sometimes every other sentence at times, uh, which was, it was just very cool. It was, you know, I, it, it allowed me to not stare at the subtitles all the time. And I was able for sometimes to look up at the, at the people and hear them say that. So I, I, I liked that. That's neat. And it's a neat cultural thing that I never really knew about. And hopefully yeah. someday we'll all have that. That's very much like the, the dream of Firefly, right? Where they speak Chinese and, mm-hmm. and English. They speak Chinese just for swearing. <laughs> or just for swearing. Right. But, <laughs> in india they use them it just fluently and it makes sense so yeah uh yeah would this be on your hundred list i think so yeah there's, there's no reason not to on imdb it's ranked 79 mm. in all not like the other ones were ranked high in indian on the list of indian movies this one is 79 on just in general yeah uh i mean i, I can see that uh, i don't know if it would make mine um and that's that's because it's a Western thing. I'm I'm speaking this mm. about from a Western perspective. What is uh, enjoyable movies that you should watch? Um, since I'm not Indian and don't have the perspective of the Indian culture growing up in and living with, it wasn't as significant to me, and therefore it didn't. It just felt a lot of the same kind of messages. But it's a good movie. But I've seen other movies that are, I thought, yeah. I, but it's fair. I think 79 is a fair place for it. I, en- I enjoyed watching it. And I think, you know, for somebody like me that's, you know, at least curious about other cultures, yeah. I think yeah. you get to see, uh, you see a lot of the negative, but you also see a lot of positive in, in the, you know, in aspects of their culture that I think is just valuable to, to see, to be exposed to as we say oh, he, he, leaving leaving this this movie with this thought for you this movie was a big hit in china and they were even hmm. interested in remaking the film 
So, huh. so which makes some sense if you think about it from the the message it's trying to give, sure, and the yeah. two similarities between the cultures. Yeah. So I like. Oh, that I mean, makes a I lot don't, of sense. I know as much about Chinese culture as I do about Indian, which is not very much, but but that topic I, is pretty universal. I think there's see, right? there's still a lot of that like intense pressure, you know, kind of traditional, um, kind of ideas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In a, in a, in a bad way. All right. So what are we, what in, are we watching next way. week? What's our, what's our, our coming up? We're coming, man, 2020 is uh, coming in, man. It's, it's the end of August now. So yeah, let's see. We didn't talk about this before. Why is my internet so slow? Um, <laughs> clockwork orange. What, what I, I have not watched this one. What's, the, what's the gist of this movie? It says, in the future, a sadistic gang leader is imprisoned and volunteers for a conduct aversion experiment, but it doesn't go as planned. Okay. It's Stanley Kubrick. Oh, it's Uh, Stanley Kubrick. Why does he have so many movies? You know what? You're always talking about there's a lot of Spielberg movies on there. This feels like there's too many Kubrick movies on this list. There probably are. He's Kubrick hasn't... I mean, I don't think his catalog is nearly as... Uh, um, as vast as Spielberg's, but the the few movies that he's made are all maybe not all, but most are like you know either classics or cult classics. Well, he he has a so far this is personal critique is that he seems to have a very I'm using air quotes artsy direction on things. Sure, and sure. honestly, between you and me. I would, if I'm going to watch an artsy thing and say like, oh, you should watch artsy things. I would even just go Wes Anderson instead of the trippy acid trips that Kubrick gives. But mm. I'm just, I mean, there's a, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, there's a, it, not that there, not that there isn't a trippy quote unquote element sure. to, uh, to Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> For sure. They're, they're definitely a thing, but man, I, I have a hard time getting through some Wes Anderson things. So I'm, I'm not, not Wes Anderson, uh, some Kubrick things and some Kubrick. And that's not a. That's not an unusual thing. You know, yeah. my, so my, we'll, I think we'll my just, dad would say the same thing. He's like, you know, he saw one or he probably saw this movie and said that was a complete waste of time. Um, <laughs> right. But he's not, you know, All right. So he's not taken in by that kind of art, artsy, artsy thing. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. I've never seen this. I don't know anything about it. I think that it's some kind of dystopian uh, thing. It's made in seventy one. Oh, so. even worse. There we go. It's more. It's. <laughs> I was born in the seventies. Gonna be more. I'm not a big fan of the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be more. Probably gonna be more two thousand and one and less uh, the Shining, but maybe with some Shining kind of flavor. You know, with we'll all see. all these crazy things that we're kind of pushing to the end here, and we're trying to get through things, as you said last week, that uh, you know we put some things off that we weren't familiar with, and and we're uh, we're kind of hitting through those now. We have hope at the end of the tunnel that we've got Shaun of the Dead and Star Wars things coming at the end. So just, you know, make it through these 2021s and get to the good side. We we <laughs> do have a box on the poster that's just the original Star Wars trilogy. Like, are we going to are we going to watch that? Well, yeah, it's four, five and six. If, I mean, yeah. But like, what are we going to say about those movies? Uh, that, I've got a lot to say, Dennis, about those movies. <laughs> Okay. Okay. What are we gonna? What are we gonna say that that five hundred other middle aged white guys have not already said on YouTube and and podcasts? Well, did you know that uh, there is um, 
uh, a good story about father and son in that movie, the, mm-hmm. that series. It's got a good tale that we should talk about. So, hey, you can't pull all those uh, Star Wars from underneath the rug for me. <laughs> we can. Um, well, we do have those remastered ones with the, with the blue door. We could watch those again and and talk about. Oh, that. those are the maybe. Yeah, like, but didn't we already say that they removed those things for good reason? <laughs> well, it was like. It wasn't directed. It was like the original theatrical. Oh, original theatrical. 4K Correct. or something like that. Right. I think it, our buddy you know, Zahn had showed us those. Right. Yeah. Even more than the despecialized. But, I don't know. but the point is for me, they're, they're the light at the end of the tunnel. They're the, the light at the <laughs> end of 2020. Right. Right. The 2020 right. challenge. Okay. So cool. Well, uh, move, move, moving off of uh, some crazy movies we've been watching here lately. Let's um I didn't follow this too closely. Uh, our buddy Justin did, but DC did their fandom. How do you say that? You say in fandom? Fandom? Fandom or fan I swear there was an R in there like fandrome. Maybe it's <laughs> I think it's just fan- Maybe it's different. I think it's just fandom. But yeah. Maybe it's different because it was online. I don't know anything about this. I'm not a not a big comic guy, but uh I watched a, a supercut of all of the trailers or most of the trailers. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to run down these and sure i i um i heard good things about this there was some good hype about fandom um going into it it's been the conventions that have been happening uh, that online have been very mixed with you know this in this last year that we all Mm -hmm. had to do including but you know we're all learning everything's getting better and i think things are Mm -hmm. getting better uh i also was very busy as we mentioned earlier on the show both of us were this whole weekend but i I forgot and didn't have the opportunity and time to watch these things. Thankfully, Justin did, but the, I've heard that they were all, it was all well done, all well presented. People were happy with the way Mm -hmm, it was done mm -hmm. and recorded and presented. So that's positive that there's hope for a good convention that's online. Right. Yeah. Um, And yeah, there's, so these things here, what do we got? Um, Well, Well, let's, let's run down the list. We'll start with uh, quote unquote movies. Sure. Um, the 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 first was the uh the justice league snyder cut uh yeah weird right um i've never been a fan yeah. of this whole snyder cut thing um i think it's i mean silly. i you know i'm i'm generally looking for for you know devil's advocate kind of like perspective and so i can see the the mindset of a person who says justice league was you know, start if you don't know the history was uh, started by Zack Snyder, director of um, Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel, going backwards. Uh, also, the Watchmen movie. So you get that that's his sort of tone. He started this movie, and then for family reasons, wasn't able to finish it, and they brought in Joss Whedon. Everybody knows Joss Whedon. Yeah. He's great. Uh, you know who did a bunch of stuff for Marvel, and so what. What came out of that was a movie that if you're really paying attention and you're familiar with these two directors' tones, you can almost tell from scene to scene whether this is Snyder content or Whedon content. And for me, the Whedon content was better, right? And I think that's a lot of people. But there are enough people who are, you know, true DC fans or whatever um, who want a coherent story told with one voice instead of these two this mashup of these two styles and i can see that now speaking just for me personally um i don't know what would have what they could have done 
to make me really interested in watching this, but doing a like heavy, pretentious uh, Gears of War, Mad World style trailer to a, another cover of Hallelujah was not was not it. Uh, I, I will say the Hallelujah, the, the Hallelujah uh, over song was pretentious as hell. I mean, it, that, that made me that made me less want to watch. It made me want to watch sure. it less. Uh, okay, so I'll say two things about this, and then we'll move on. Um, one is that um, I'll put myself out there on a side and say I think this whole thing is dumb and stupid, and uh, I don't like it because people. This feels like a bunch of internet haters and angry people. The people that always put make, give the internet a bad name are why they're doing this because those people were the ones that um, complain that they hate Su- they hate Justice League show um, and they want something else because nothing's ever good enough mm-hmm. for them. But let me tell you, when Zack Snyder was making Man of Steel and, um, or I think he made Man of Steel, and uh, the Batman movies and things like Batman versus Superman, all those same people did was complain that they hated Zack Snyder. He was destroying DC Universe. He was, you know, a terrible dark person that's making everything sad and te- mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, yet now... Because they didn't like one thing, they want his version. It's just these are this is a, a fan service for internet haters, and that I've I yeah really I've definitely me. heard I've definitely heard that take. It I don't know I so first I don't think the, the you know the Venn diagram of people who think Zack Snyder's worldview and perspective is so dark he shouldn't be allowed to make superhero movies, which. I'm I'm in that camp. Mm-hmm. And the circle of people who want the Snyder cut, I don't think there's a lot of overlap. I actually They're I believe that just, I believe that there are. I, I I believe I mean I believe that people that that uh hate the 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 people that hate the Snyder stuff just are negative people in general. I think in general they hated that and they hated this and they think that what they didn't get because that's what people who tend to hate everything feels that that if they would have got <laughs> something else they would have got it better it would have been better and this is a chance for them to say like yeah you should have get it, you know what you gave us is crud because everything those people do is complain right they just sure, complain sure. about and that, there, there's there's definitely that that the you know the same people who you know, hated Finn and Ray because they weren't white guys in their Star Wars. Right, uh, are the same people who want this. I don't, I don't know that I buy that. That feels, that feels reductive. I also don't know about the whole argument of, of, you know, catering to, or, or you know, uh, being manipulated by fans kind of thing because that's, it's just the same thing for every show after Firefly that got picked up after getting canceled or. Or something like that that people loved, like that. You still kind of want stuff made for the fans to an extent. Like you don't want full fan service, but you also don't want, you know, uh, uh, you know your your beloved fictional creation to be ruined by corporate overlords. Well, I, like I agree with Firefly. that. This movie here, though, just feels like. I mean, then you go make a new movie, right? Then you make an, a new movie based on that. This is putting movie out that's like oh this other one wasn't as good so so we're going to give you this other one which is not true either because not everybody thought that the other one was bad i didn't i'm not a big person that thinks justice league was the worst movie ever um so no, anyway justice I, I league wanna, was fine yeah i, yeah. I don't want to like belabor that point but that's that's where i stand i i don't i think it's silly i think it's them we got the movie that we got and i think that's great um and 
whether it's bad or good, that's the movie. Move on and make another Justice League movie and do it better if you think it's better. Don't give us a rehash. Two, two yeah. I will say that the, the second thing I wanted to say was that the trailer music was terrible choice, um, but mm-hmm. they showed a almost all of it was new scenes, things I've not seen at all mm-hmm. in there, yeah. which yeah. makes me think there was, man, there was a whole lot of cutting the floor stuff. How much, how much movie did Joss Whedon yeah. what uh, the leave heck, on the floor? Right? Was there a whole other movie here? Uh, or are they just apparently did they four just hours put, worth of how much uh, it's it's from what I've heard. And I think our buddy Justin said this. They're going to do it in four one hour um, like episodes, parts like a mini series. Really? What? what? Yeah. So there's so there's that much content. My one my one last devil's advocate. And then we can move on is um, I would rather have Zack Snyder working on this than something new. Some some new DC <laughs> thing. I like that. Like keep him keep him busy remaking this so that we can we can let uh, James Gunn make make Suicide Squad. Yeah, which which let's go ahead and move on to that one. So we've got Su- yeah, we've we'll, got the we got wait it's it's called Dennis is called the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. As, yeah. as opposed to let's say Suicide Squad. Right. Yeah. Which is the same yeah. thing. In that's the same. Movies. That's a whole thing. N- not the same movie, right. but yeah, it can't can't put a two in there or something. Anyway. So this is, uh, I, I think it's a continuation after Suicide Squad movie, and uh, probably, but made with yeah. James Gunn, and who mm-hmm. who is most famous probably for the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Guardians, yeah. Um, and it the trailer looked good, right? Yeah, like it, it's so funny. the the worst The worst and maybe best part about it is how incredibly corny most of the outfits look like. Mm. I mean, but the same could be said I, about a walking tree and a raccoon, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, I saw I saw Margot Robbie as as Harley Quinn running around a lot in like a some kind of ball gown, <laughs> right? Like right. big flowy, like ripped up red. Wait, which, by the way, dress. looks very cool and didn't have to go the whole like sex pot bomb that they did in the first movie, but also not right. the complete opposite of where she was in Birds of Prey. Um, right. So, so I'm, this looks like a better, you know, middle ground there. Um, so I, I wasn't a huge fan of the birds of prey, Harley. She's fine. Um, yeah, but hopefully this one will be somewhere in the middle of that. And, um, yeah, it, it, it looks fun, right? It looks, it's hard to tell from trailers, especially if they're behind the scene trailers. Um, but that, that looked good. What, what else do we got on there? Was there, oh, there was the, uh, black Adam, not trailer, but um, a sort of a sort of trailer is your uh, we we skipped. We'll jump back. Yeah, we'll jump back. Um, is is Black Adam connected to Shazam? Yes. OK, I thought so. Yeah, he's he was originally an enemy of Shazam, but he's kind of got his own story. I mm-hmm. I know clearly like another world with magic. Yeah, he was he was um, the same wizard that gave Billy Batson his powers in ancient times gave uh black adam his powers but he was okay. a fallen champion so he 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 went turned bad guy i guess um so and i i guess the way it works is the Shazam the actual guy that's named Shazam which is the the wizard um can't uh, can't take his power back i guess i don't know um okay so yeah black adam though i've not i know he's had his own comic book line or mini series and mm-hmm. stuff and I know that he's an interesting character. I know a little bit about him. He's a ruler of his own, like, Egyptian country. 
Um, he's he's you know what he's got very Doctor Doom vibes, where I'm okay. a I'm a ruler of my own country with my own sovereign country, don't tread on me type stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So whether you think he's bad or not, he's he's basically a guy that runs a nuclear powered comp- country. I see. Right. So like a like an Aquaman or a Black Panther. Yes. Right. Right, but but with a with a uh, an angry uh, kind of eyeballs all the time, right? Like don't sure. like I'm doing my own thing. Don't come over here because I'm not going to mess with you. I'll just stomp you, right? Right. So right. That that's kind of that's kind of his thing. He's being played by um, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. The Rock, yeah. Uh, who yep. who is if you know anything about Dwayne Johnson is super excited to play the role. He's always a fanboy of almost everything he does. Um, so he's, he's been, he's been one of those guys that like, please put me in a superhero thing. I want to be a superhero. I want to do it so much, so, so much. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then this is the one that he seems to have thought that he would be the best character for. And he loves so much. So when when it was even proposed, he was like, please let me, please. I want to do it. How has it taken so long for, for the rock to be in a superhero movie? Well, you know, he's, he's like, Almost a cartoon <laughs> as as a person as a as a guy as a totally, dude right? right like the way that he looks well you know they riff off that in Jumanji right, uh, right welcome to the jungle I mean if if you are a if you are a uh, like someone like Marvel you have to you know do one of those like we have to we can't put everybody in the first five movies we got to like stretch it out for twenty years and hopefully he'll be yeah I mean I guess <laughs> it does have to be the character does have to be the right fit, right? Like he's not playing Deadpool. He's not playing Superman or Batman or, uh, you know, you're not going to waste him on the Hulk because he's not, he couldn't be a convincing banner. Um, right. Well, that's why you have, that's why you have like, um, uh, Marshall Ali. Is that his name? Who, who was like, I'm going to do blade. He feels that he would make a blade character. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, so yeah, we did that. And then the last movie was, uh, like the Suicide Squad, it's the Batman. You still skip. We'll go, we'll go back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at the one? end of okay. the trailer was was the the uh, Twilight Sparkles Batman. Twilight um, Sparkles no, Batman. That's what I'm call- it's Robert Pattinson, right? So, most well so known for a pretty positively the Twilight movies. received trailer. Yeah, surprisingly, because you know you say, you know, the Twilight guy is going to play Bruce Wayne, and I'm like, what? Get get the f out of here like no but you know i watch it and i'm like you know the first twilight movie was 10 years ago (laughs) over over 10 years ago like uh you know you take off the like ghost vampire um makeup and you know he's got a you know square jaw kind of a face and a guy and i'm like yeah that's that is it's maybe not perfect but it's i have a better feeling about it than when i heard ben affleck playing batman yeah i I mean i mixed i I, the trailer i think i liked all of the trailer except where they had um let me think batman in it like (laughs) (laughs) really and it i think pattinson probably was the thing that bothered me not because of his twilight stuff I, i didn't actually watch any of those movies but i get it um, it's just that every scene that they showed of him, he has like, he looks like a long haired emo Batman or Bruce Wayne. Like he doesn't yeah, that, feel like a Bruce Wayne. That was also weird. I don't know. I mean, 
also we're just saturated with Batman. But we are, right and and I right. and I am so done with most of Batman, most of which we'll come back mm-hmm. to in a minute. Um, I mean, I would have said we're saturated with Spider Man too, and Tom sure. Holland pulled that off incredibly. Sure. But and you can always do just it, very right? different. Know, maybe a Batman. No one Batman came out, and we thought we had enough of of the other one. Uh, so I mean, I'm always willing to give this guy a chance. I will say that in the voice that we've heard so far, I like him better than the uh, um, Christian Bale Batman, Christian Bale. where he feels like he's going to go bathroom the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he does have a scene in the Batman costume where he like beats up these Joker like guys, and he looks pretty like hardcore against them. Like that looked kind of right. cool. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, the, the tone and the direction of the trailer looks pretty good. I guess. Mm-hmm. It yeah. it still is. It makes me it makes me want to watch it more than I did before, but I still don't like jazz to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> right, right, right. It, it's it's better. Well, it looks better than that Gotham TV show. All right, what's the one that I missed? Yeah, you 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 keep skipping Wonder Woman. Oh, uh, that's that's hard to skip because it, it's there's like no new information. Mm, I guess. I mean, I don't know that I've seen. Yeah, there's more. I mean, there's a lot more on the screen. We've got um. Was it Kristen Wiig yeah, playing the yeah, Kristen Wiig, yeah. the main villain? Yeah, um, playing Chia. and and Captain Pike is back. Yeah, um, I mean, here's not, the thing: not Captain Pike, Kirk, Captain Kirk, Captain Kirk. But um, here... I, I lost my own bit there. Um, uh, Chris Pine, his yeah, character, which I love. Back. Chris Pine, I love me some Chris Pine. He's one of my favorite actors mm-hmm. out today. Uh, here's the thing: Wonder Woman eighty four did not need another trailer. It actually, I thought, I felt. That they were give, they gave the appropriate amount of information out in the mm. only trailer that they had because they were going to launch at time. This whole like marketing thing is a very big industry, right? They do things intentionally, whether you're a good marketing firm or a bad marketing firm. And right, so and so right. far, Wonder Woman eighty four felt like it gave us some cool glimpse to get me excited about a new Wonder Woman movie, but was not releasing too much about the plot and giving away cool things. This one sure. kind of felt that way. Um, it showed us in full glory Cheetah, which the other ones had not. They just kind of teased it. Right. It gave us more shots at the at the villain, um, and it or or the the other guy that's the the main guy, and it showed a lot more of Chris Pine, which actually I I, I was hoping with the first tease that um, he's not actually alive. I think that he's actually mm. just in her head. Um, okay. But they only showed him a very few times in that first trailer. This trailer, he's that throughout the whole time, and not one time do you actually see him interacting with anybody, and he's only right next to her side the whole time, and he's not, he's only interacting with her. So okay. it's, it's pretty much a clear, oh, okay, well, there's there's a spoiler for that. Um, so, I mean, I get it. You have So you, you think have, it's a, you think it's a, like a Battlestar Galactica, um, yes. Baltar 6 Definitely. 100%, kind of thing? 100%. That's um, more interesting than bringing him back in some way. Yeah. I mean, because, because the, neither of the trailers yeah. are even mentioning it. They don't even ask, how are you back? And then, or teasing it. It's, mm. it seems to be that there's not even a, a thing. And when you watch the movie, it's probably clear. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, if they were going to do a big event like this, they had to show something. They did. Right. Or people and, and, right. and you, you got to get people. I, I agree. There was a lot like you see her, her suit with the wings and the helmet, yep. whatever that is. Right. Um, Which you didn't see in the first I, one, but that was the cool moment of the first, right? I thought that the there might be a trailer that I missed because I felt like I saw mostly new stuff. But um, I thought that 
uh, the jet was going to turn invisible. That nah, been right cool, there. But true. Well, none she of that kind of yet. said radar. There, I think that was a little joke on that. So you, you won't even find me. Remember, kind of like <laughs> invisible jet. That, that That's fun. Yeah. So Wonder Woman eighty four is going to be great. I like it, or hopefully it'll be great. It looks fun, as fun as the first one. Um, mm-hmm. And but this this trailer, I get why they had to do it, and you're for all the reasons you said yes, right. But um, I just wish it was out instead of. right right and again so this one's been done you think this is one of those ones where they just can't afford to put it on a home thing and and they want to actually put it in the theaters oh uh yeah i don't know i don't know about that like it's been Um, done it was supposed to launch back in i think march or oh yeah yeah well you know they can't they can't run it in theaters and have low turnout like that's bad things are judged on opening weekend box office kind of so, stuff. So, so we, all this we've DC, talked about that a couple times. This all this DC fandom, by the way, says twenty twenty one. I mean yeah. they, they all say twenty twenty one. None of them say twenty twenty. They're, they're waiting for the theaters. Yeah, they're they're definitely not up. it doesn't seem like Warner Brothers has a plan for di- digital distribution for their movies. I wonder I wonder how that works. I assume well, I don't know. Like, I assume that Warner Brothers doesn't have direct control over DC Universe, the streaming platform. Uh, Warner Brothers? No, they do. They own DC Comics. I mean, they own DC Comics, but... And so, yeah, I mean, at some level, they do have control over it. But I wonder how that would work if they wanted to release them directly well, streaming. That's an interesting... The, the the thing with that is it makes you wonder about... And we'll get a little off topic here. It makes you wonder about what their subscription numbers are to the DC um, online thing. Because sure, if, it's sure. too, if it's too low, they're like, no, that's not even a viable option to release. And I'll right. bet, I'll bet that they don't have, I actually don't know. I have DC universe and I haven't really looked at it. Um, you know, as far as like comics and stuff, I bet, I bet they don't have a store. Maybe they do. Cause I think they're selling comics through it. Yeah, I think they are. They, they, unless, Unless I'm thinking of the Marvel, one. if if right. I if I had a general, not educated in the least bit guess, it it feels that the viewership of the DC things are akin to the to the um, uh, CW things. Like I, I feel that people who love Arrow and Flash probably also watch Teen Titans and uh, those shows. Yeah, right. And I mean, Doom we've Patrol. watched uh, Doom Patrol and and Harley Quinn. We raved about. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Right. Don't know. So okay. So that's... Uh, so the other things, the other things that we saw from these trailers were video games. I don't know if you wanted to talk about any of those. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, actually, we'll we'll try to go through them as as quickly as we can. They're uh, really just they're really just two here: um, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad. The game also just called Suicide Squad. It's not a is it not? Is it wait? Squad. Is it the Suicide Squad or is it? I don't. Suicide I don't think so. The Suicide Squad is the movie. This is just Suicide Squad. The Actually, game. this is called uh, Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's got it on the okay the, the title. Okay, so these are um, successors to uh, the Arkham series of games: Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, mm-hmm. Arkham Knight, uh, Arkham Knight. Um, and I think they're made by two studios that did like all those games weren't all the same studio or something like that. Well, I know Rocksteady made uh, made one of them at least that I know of, probably more yeah. than one. And, and, and they were making um, this one as well. They're um, making the the Suicide Squad one. Are, are they making, the making? Is that what it is? Okay. They're yeah. 
Um, and so my assumption is that it's similar to the Fallout thing where some are Bethesda and some are uh, Obsidian. Yeah. I hope I have that right. Um, because neither of those companies did the original Fallouts. Um, anyway, I don't know anything about any of those details. I'm just saying that. Uh, these games, the one um, uh, Arkham Knights, we saw kind of gameplay not not really game not actual well, gameplay well no we that that's I, I know you watched the trailers but they have like a whole 10 minute gameplay video oh they did yeah they it's, did okay it's, it's very well done like they show you they say it's like batgirl is what they're showing you and they're showing mm-hmm. you they say this is back so they're playing the game like through the story mode type thing and, and not okay. full, full motion video like actual gameplay um, I just said, this is like a uh, Batgirl on her story about three quarters away into her story. So I, that could be in the middle of the game. There's stuff that's happening with Mr. Freeze and like, we're through Mr. Freeze's story most of the way through. And I was like, Oh man, this is like not beginner tutorial stuff. This is like real meaty gameplay. So yeah, sure. it's, it's kind of worth, that's actually the one thing to talk about with that is that it's cool. It feels very Arkham Knight ish. Um, but with all new characters now, you that are very you played this Batman. You played some of those games. I loved them. Yeah, they're all fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I played I played Asylum and City. I think those are the only two that I played. I, matter of fact, I think those are the two. Or, or yeah, I think those are the two I played as well. Um, um and I like them. The a first lot. two they have a very like. It's not easy. But it's easy compared to the like Dark Souls or Monster Hunter kind of things where there's no um there are no mechanics in the game to help you. Mm-hmm. Like little indicators, sort of quick time event, like, hey, now's a good time to press triangle kind of stuff. Um the uh the Lord of the Rings, um what it's called shadow of mordor and shadow of war Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have have a similar kind of combat style um but of course being batman games the arkham ones have more sort of detective ish yeah and and playing them uh, similar to uh the spider-man game that was just out recently by sony Mm -hmm. Uh, it it really makes you feel like a what you would imagine a cool Batman fight is like when you're doing it, you feel like you're doing the cool Batman moves, which is the like, key to all games is like making you feel like you're doing the things that that person would do. Um, yeah, and, and then also it was fully uh, engrossed in the detective stuff too, because you had to search down and find out these different things in Arkham Asylum and in the city. Uh, you had to you know investigate things, find tracks. You know, uncover detective things. Um, and then mm-hmm. with cool gadgets and neat things. And then the story was phenomenal. Acting, and it was phenomenal. So this one in that gameplay looks so much like that. And with the story and presentation, like, wow, that's very cool. And you, a uh, neat thing about this is that it's it's co-op, like couch co-op, two-player, mm-hmm. so that you can have somebody sit next to you and play the other character. Uh which is like I guess all four of the the characters that are in here, which are not Batman. I mean, we just talked right. about Batman Overload earlier. This does not have Batman in it, which is great. They just flat out not having him. Uh, it's got yeah. Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood, and they all play very differently. And they're all four of them usually on a mission. 
uh, at this, you know, on there uh, during the game. So if you're playing Red Hood and the other playing person's playing Batgirl, they they're on the missions together, right? Okay. So and you can play that co-op together, even though that's it's, a yeah, it's neat. That's a very different kind of kind of change from from the Batman centric ones, because right? Batman right you know, works alone, like he has Robin sometimes, but in the games it's just it's just you. And I know I've heard that the Suicide Squad game is even more so. It's more of like an Arkham game meets a Left 4 Dead style game. I never really played Left 4 Dead, but yeah, yeah. I know it was very popular for people. Uh, fortunate enough to have three other friends who will play the same thing as they do at the same mm-hmm. time and can get along. Right, um, right. I was talking to my brother Andrew, who has, you know, he has a group of of gamer buddies, and he's like, he's like, I'm just not. He's sort of taking a taking a break from gaming right now, and I mean, not completely, but he's not playing League of Legends and stuff that he used to play a lot. And he's like, I don't need. I don't need other people in my Arkham game. And also I, I'm not going to be able to convince three of my friends to drop 60 bucks on a brand new game. <laughs> sure. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, agree. Yeah, That's I, why I, I think this that. one is supposed to be like couch co-op. So it's like, yeah, two, yeah. two roommates or like Sydney yeah. and I will play it. Right. That, that, that could be cool. Yeah. And, and, and it's very tailored to be that way. So yeah, it looks, it looks super cool. Both of these games. Uh, now the other one, suicide squad, is a great little trailer, but it shows zero gameplay. It's just full motion videos, which are my least favorite kind of yeah, trailers. I, yeah, that's true. It's like just hype. I also didn't love that trailer. It like, was fine. I don't, I right. think, I think because of the Harley Quinn cartoon, it was hard for me to see a like a human looking video game version of harley quinn like i thought she looked oh yeah bad. i think you're gonna have problems with you personally are gonna have problems with any kind of harley quinn that comes out now like it's not, i mean i i feel that, that way a little bit right it's just a weird thing like the character of harley quinn started as a cartoon right sure. in the batman animated series and so to see her as a real person is weird but you know it's fine to see her as a video game real person so like real person but not quite, you know. Uh, my first reaction was like, "This is this is uncanny valley." Like I thought we had stopped. Uh, I thought we had moved past this this making things, you know, look uncanny <laughs> valley. And then there's then there's Shark Man, and he looks or or King, King Shark. Shark, and he yeah. he looks real in a weird way, and that was kind of off putting, of course, because I'm used to seeing him from the cartoon. Right. Uh, um, well, there there was yeah, there was a. These That's not of, as important as how it plays, right? right. So exactly, and, 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 and it's we probably and still we a couple years out. Yeah, we can't even see that at all. Well, uh, several years ago, when DC Universe Online came out, uh, Blur, mm. a studio called Blur Studios, did a full motion video um, trailer for that game that was phenomenal, and it's so good. And and it was it looked had the same kind of look as this, um, but it looked cool, right? Kind of how this one kind of mm-hmm. looks cool. But it still has that uncanny valley type thing. Actually, this yeah, this... I mean, I mean, ten years ago when DC uh, DCU came out, DCUO came out, uh, this would have been fine. You, you you know what kind of this looks like? It reminds me of all the Mortal Kombat games. Like the Mortal Kombat games mm. have that such they have just hardcore leaned into looking like that, like real but just off putting, right? That you don't know what 
to think about. And it's always bugged me when they did, when they did, uh, Nether Realm Studios did, uh, the DC versus Mortal Kombat games, like Wonder Woman Injustice. just looked, yeah, just that thing, that thing there, uh, Injustice. It was good. And I liked Injustice, but all the scenes kept looking like weird, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I played a little bit of the PC game. I mean, it was on consoles too, but I played it on Steam. Um, and I mostly played the first one on mobile. They did a one and two on mobile. Yeah. Um, and I think because it was on mobile, I was fine. I was like, yeah, this looks like a really, really nice PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and the, the game, like when you're playing the game, it's fine. But when you start getting yeah. into these video scenes, Cut scenes and, and yeah. they, look just, they look like that, like we saw in Suicide Squad. So I guess it's not to put down Suicide Squad because we don't know anything about this game. We just saw this little trailer right. that's just a little story. Only thing we know is that it seems like Justice League are bad guys. And our, our bad guys are still bad guys, but they're just, you know, Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, so they're that, bad yeah. guys, but they're not bad guys. Not bad guys, right? So those were <laughs> there's. I'm sure there's more DC universe uh, things that got released, but those were the, probably the big ones that in the fandom I think that hit, which is cool. All that stuff was, I guess, really well presented, well done. Uh, maybe we'll come out with some more things that that Justin can tell us that we might have missed. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you? Um... Have you watched any of uh, season two Umbrella Academy? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I, I know. I know that you said you said two or three episodes. Correct. I only saw one okay. because, as mentioned, I had a very busy weekend. Uh, I'm not. I'm not super into it yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe it'll get better. I, I. Okay, I've only seen one episode, so I'm gonna do my. I'm going to give some context to, to justify that reaction, right? Okay. Um, I just finished Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, which was, in the last couple seasons, they've done some time traveling. Not This is not too much of a spoiler for Season 7 to say that they start, like, in the 30s and jump forward through time as the episodes go, at least okay. in the first half of the season. Um, so you get some of that, um, characters out of time, people from modern time being in, you know, an era like the fifties and having to deal with the sexism and racism, Mm -hmm. um, fifties and sixties. I also just started watching, uh, Agent Carter, which is not new, but, um, one of the characters from that show, uh, this is also maybe a little bit of spo- whatever. It, the season's been over for a while. Um, one of the characters from that show shows up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I really like his character. And I'm like, maybe I should give this a try. And it's not time travel, but it's, you know, a character, a female lead post-World War II dealing with that, you know, as we used to say, man's world. Yeah. Um. And I feel like I also saw something. Oh, uh, uh, the Watchmen series had a like strong racially driven sort of story. Oh, um, so so I'm here. I'm hearing everything that, that was happening. You're not a fan of number three's storyline. Is what you're saying? Which one's number three? That's the the rumor. Allison. Allison. Yeah. 
I don't know. Like I said, not that you don't like, like it, I said, I've, you've seen it so much lately. And, and, and that's part of it. Uh, and so, so that's just context for me for the things that I've been watching recently. And this starts up and I'm like, uh, I don't know if the people who gave me umbrella Academy season one can tell this kind of story in an effective way. That's not just going to annoy me. Sure. Um, the the other di- the other difficult thing for me is that i i don't really like any of the characters in this show <laughs> okay um That's i sure. K- klaus and and the the uh, the one with him the ghost with Not him ben. yeah they're they're both good i like them um vanya i go back and forth on Everybody else, I could not care less <laughs> about. Um, um, Luther, just I like I get the ape body thing, but it's it's off putting to me. I don't and and his character doesn't do anything to to help that. Um, Allison, kind of kind of same thing. Like I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm being real. I'm being real down on this. I just it's just not. Uh, it's just not not grabbing me, I guess. Yeah, sure. Well, the, um, I, I think I had the I had the benefit of um, coming into the season two by, by by rewatching season one, yeah. uh, and that's honestly not something that I would have thought myself to do because I I liked season one uh, because it 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 made itself from a terrible show to an okay show. Like it, if you're taking my average ratings, if I rated every episode of um, uh, the first season of the Umbrella Academy, it would end up at a five out of 10 because all the first half of that season is like ones, twos and threes of how terrible I hated that, that show. Right, right. And then, and then it hits a certain part after your most hated scene, which is also mine, which uh, is an episode that doesn't even matter. Um, right mm-hmm. after that one, it all hits like seven, eights and nines. There's the last one being maybe a nine. Um, and I, that I really, really, really liked. So averaging it out, the whole series comes in at about a five, right? Which is not great. <laughs> it, it's hard to recommend somebody. No, it's like, right. it's just it's just average, right? And for good yeah. reasons, so much of that. And you know what? The, the back half of season one didn't necessarily solve a whole lot of the problems. It just got started to get out of its own way. Um, the, yeah. the, the first season, the first half suffered from Klaus not being fully explored or being a full-fledged character yet. Um, which you just said, like, you liked him a lot. And same thing with me. He's one of my favorite characters. But in the back half of season two, he's really great, um, which makes, again, the show better. Uh, the The first half is a lot about Luther and Allison. And then that kind of stops being a major thing in the second half, which makes it better, right? Because it's kind of, they use all the terrible stuff of Umbrella Academy is in the first half. And then the better stuff-ish is in the second half. Um, well, and you're just, and I don't know if this is a kind of thing where people who read the comic are more, you know, are enjoying it more. That's a whole thing. Like, if you're going to make an adaptation, it has to appeal to the people who haven't read the source. Right. That's, you know, one of, like, whatever. That's a whole conversation about what. Right. And, and I, what, I had ad, never... what adaptations are, are for. Like, if they're just for people who read the books, there's not really a point. Like, yes, it's great to see something that you read brought to life, but you're never going to be as satisfied with it as you were with the books because 
well, that was all you. Like you, true. But I, I'm you not, created that in your mind. I'm not entirely um, certain that necessarily. It, I mean, it might apply here, but I, I this is somebody, speaking some, from somebody who, before watching season one, had never heard of the Umbrella books, never knew anything about them, and still didn't. And to, just last week, I had to even look up what number one's power was because I don't really know anything about the characters. So right. I I've watched both seasons and not both seasons, but all of but, one and. But a did you? I I have a sense. I had a sense this is where you were going with this. Um, you appreciated season one more watching it a second time? Uh, mainly because I didn't have to care about watching anything about the first half of the season. Right? Like, oh, I see. I, like I knew none of this is matters. I could lightly watch it and maybe surf on my phone because Sydney was watching it. Right? Okay. And, and I, I wasn't sure if it was skip this, but you can't. if it was a kind of thing like like the first uh, first season, first half of the first season of Agents of Shield where it seems bad and while there are things about it that that aren't great part of what's bad about it is that they're keeping a secret that they can't reveal until a certain point in the show because of their yeah. you know like yeah, matching up timelines with the MCU and and like once you know like what Klaus's deal is and you know yeah um the the stuff with Vanya, this is a little bit spoilers. So I'm trying to be vague. Um, that watching it from the beginning again, you you could see more like foreshadowing and stuff. For, or was for it just sure. well, you can also okay. appreciate. Well, I mean that's that's part of it. One is that, yeah, you know what? Maybe I think you actually you say that you're, it's probably right. It's probably why I I'm enjoying season one more, and it, now it's probably at a six instead of a five. And season two, I'm enjoying even more than that uh, because. Um, yeah, I can the Vanya thing. It's not terrible spoiler, but there's a Vanya thing. Um, you you can actually appreciate the drabness of that character for the first half of the season. That how boring and terrible and I hated it. Watching every scene and just dumb. And then you really realize, oh, that's the major point of the show that you're just bored with. And now you realize why you're bored with it. It's just, it, it you, were, not you were supposed well. to be bored. You felt the way you were supposed to feel, which is not uh -huh. a good feeling and fun. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's a kind of like I don't know. It yes, it's great for something to have like rewatch uh, um, ability, but you have to. You still have to grab people the first time. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and honestly, you know, again, hindsight with that, they could have cut the season in half and take episodes one through six and made two episodes and try and just I'm, move through that. Right. I might um, see if I can find like a like a season one recap or something, because I don't want to watch all the season again, but yeah. I yeah. Um, yes. That's another thing too, is I wouldn't recommend people if they watched it once to go watch it again, which like some people yourself probably included, like not even really looking forward to season two. I can totally get that because I remember looking back at how I did not enjoy watching most of that. I do remember it ending and being happy with it, mm -hmm. but I definitely remember most of the things I might make. So, okay. I'm going to, so I, so I think I I need some kind of you know refresher on the characters and and yeah maybe their, and, and then just watch like deal. the last two episodes right and and that's oh, yeah this, or, that's, or, or that's just do that. okay um, that's when they start like coming together and it's not like whoa me emo stuff right okay so mm -hmm. season two um, I'm about three episodes in now uh, uh, Sydney just watched season or episode four without me and she came in and said you have to watch it right now and I was like I can't. Because so, she was really mm. happy with it. So evidently, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I enjoyed in the first episode, first like 10 minutes, they show them all as a super cool super team. 
That was awesome. Right. I thought that yeah, scene was I totally saw awesome. That. That, and, that, and that's actually that was cool. It almost feels like a, if they don't give us more of that, I'll be not happy with this season, right? Mm. Because that's actually all what we want to see. We all want to see them be awesome. And if you're going to drag out a whole season and not and make them lame with just one big coolness, I'm not going to like this season. Um, so right. that's to be determined yet whether, you know, rare. Uh, so the first three episodes, and I'm not going to give any spoilers away or hint at them, uh, but just the feel... Um, I will say the Allison thread doesn't get any better than what you're thinking. It, hmm. it, it, uh, it is what it is. And I'm sure that it's being said, uh, and it's fine. It's just, I don't know what, what to, to think, to say about that. Um, she wasn't interesting in the first season. She really right. wasn't. And yeah. she's not any interesting in this one. And I want to say it's the actress maybe. And they're not, hmm. they don't have any lines for her. And her plot is not interesting. Right. And, and I do, she just feels like a CW actress. She feels like a character from, you know, arrow or the flash. Um, hmm. and the same thing with Luther. Luther is still pretty much not interesting still. And I think that's the actor. He's just not, he just, I don't know anything about him. Now I will say this to, to say something about like his, the gorilla suit thing. Uh, Sid and I mentioned tonight that they have definitely reworked his suit for season two. Um, he okay. like doesn't look like he's got a big pads, fake, terrible <laughs> costume underneath his tr- overcoat. He's walking around with like t-shirts and nor- and shirts, normal shirts on now throughout the whole first three episodes. And he's just looks like a big hulking guy, huge hulking guy. But with his shirt on, he's got like gorilla skin and, and some hair and it doesn't look so, so bad. He he just looks like the Rock. Yeah, he looks like the Rock, right? But but with you know with his outer shirt on, he's got hair and maybe, maybe they maybe they got more budget for that CGI. I just know when I watched the first few episodes of season one, I didn't know that like gorilla thing, and so, and so and so to just see him like with a coat on and stuff, I'm like, what's going on with this character? Why does he look so weird? Right. Why does he look like um? Why does he look like Kingpin in Into the Spider Verse? <laughs> right, yeah, um, he looks terrible. I mean, maybe he's and then to look that way. I don't know. and then they reveal the uh, and then they reveal that that thing, and I'm like, okay, well, I understand. It still looks weird, though. It, it does, and and I I that reminds me of the music, which I go back and forth on. Like sometimes it's good, and then other times I'm like, this is the most cliche pick you made for this scene to like. Yeah. And and I know that that's not that's not easy. Like when a when a TV show uses licensed music, it's very expensive. And so I'm like, right. you went out of your way to play this, you know, uh, Nina Simone song for this um, for this fight scene that's that's so on the nose. Well, um, you know, actually, Sydney really appreciates that. Believe it or not, that's, that's, yeah. Well, that's that, her biggest that, thing is that. That's right. what I mean. I go back and forth because sometimes I love it, and then other times I'm like, ah, that's a little, that's yeah. too, it's too much. Sid is always like, she points it every time. She's like, look, they're doing a very serious, like sometimes hardcore scene, and then they're playing the silly music that you mm-hmm. know is like that. So, and she loves that. She's eating that up. But, uh, I, but it, going back a little bit, I will say that uh, Luther and uh, what's her name again? I keep forgetting her name. Allison. Allison. Luther. Luther. Their stories just are, again, three episodes in, still 
not interesting. And every time they come to them, I'm like, ugh, more of that. So I'm getting those feelings from them for sure. Uh, but on the flip side, Klaus just keeps getting better. That actor is incredible. Um, and his lines are funny. His storyline is humorous. And every time he's on, like, oh, more Klaus stuff. Uh, Diego is still Diego, but a little better because now everyone realizes he's overbearing and, and dumb. Mm. And so you, you're basically watching a show where everyone knows that he's terrible and they treat him accordingly. And okay. So that's 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 a pleasure kind of from as a, a viewer, like you know, yeah. you see a character I, and everybody treats him as their dumb character. Sure, sure. Um, so that's good. And he's got some he's got some supporting characters around him in the second season that are actually as almost as good as Klaus. Um, so and that's good. And and I actually liked number five a lot. I thought that little act, the, the kid that plays him is a fantastic actor in this. Uh, playing a complete yeah. butthole asshole like he really is. <laughs> right, right. Um, he's. That's a big role. He's carrying a lot. So. He's carrying a lot, right? And he and he continues to carry a lot in the the second season. So he's he's more. So anyway, I think that so far season two, uh, and by the way, Vanya is also very boring, in in this one again. So and they they keep screwing up. So right now, see the first three episodes of season two um, is not where season one ended. It's not like it. Oh, we're so we're now we're back and firing all cylinders and we're going to keep firing all cylinders. I think it's just okay. Um, and they need to be turning it around now, or I'm never going to suggest it people to watch the whole se- <laughs> season. Right? Not that it's a, again. I just don't want to recommend. I don't feel that it's the need to recommend shows that are a five. Right. Yeah. Right. I just don't. There's no reason. There's so many other better content out there, namely Doom Patrol, uh, that, hmm. that you could watch instead of of that but yeah not, that's not, not. i've that's another show i've just started uh season two of yeah. but i, I, I watched i watched season one i'm watching season one and i'm very happy with what i'm watching so far yeah it's crazy yeah it's it, it's crazy right mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean maybe we can talk a little bit more about season one i know it's been a while since you've watched that unfortunately and that's on that's on me but um next next week if i get a couple more in, under my belt we can we can talk about some doom patrol and you're gonna you're gonna know everything that's gonna happen in season two. So I got I gotta hurry, right? I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not picking it up yet. I'm you know watching Umbrella Academy and I'm still watching Agent Carter, so oh, I probably I, won't get back to it for a little while. By the way, I'm I'm looking. I'm just perusing through uh, what's the comic book characters of Umbrella Academy, and um, maybe people who are big Umbrella Academy fans are throwing all sorts of shade our way right now because. It looks like Luther is super crazy disproportioned. Like he's got an itty bitty head and this humongous, like arms the size of a human uh, type stuff. Right. And, and maybe that's central to his character. And they were all like, he's perfect in season one. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or maybe not even big enough. Eh, right. Who knows? Eh, who knows? Who knows? I think we got that. Com- we're good. Yes. Comic books. We got comic, so much to talk about. Still, weird. But. Yeah, yeah, we'll have we'll have more stuff for next. Next week, week I want to talk to a lot about you about some uh, some Blizzard stuff. We haven't really covered Blizzard things in a while. Mm. Yeah, no, it's true. All right. All right. Well, um, we good. Wrap it up. Yeah, I think I think there's been. Well, I know one guy called and said that we saved his life tonight, so we're, <laughs> we're good on that one. Okay. Well, you've been listening to the front porch. This is episode one hundred and. 
57. I was at 37. Whoa, uh, yeah. Special Don't thanks to our 20. friends. <laughs> yeah, no. Special thanks to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, if you like Star Trek role-playing, or Star Trek, role- Star Trek role-playing, you can check out our other show. It's called Klingons and Dragons. That's at KlingonsandDragons.com. It's a Star Trek Adventures role-playing podcast. It's not safe for work. Uh, if you have questions, comments, feedback, you want to let me know everything I'm wrong and culturally insensitive about regarding <laughs> India, China, um, um, racism in the 50s and 60s that I all those think things, by now right? we, all, we all know about. You're terrible uh, you, can, <laughs> you can email us directly, frontporchpod at gmail.com. Uh, address all complaints to Michael Daniels at <laughs> Front Porch. No. Um, uh, on our website, frontporchpodcast.com, we've got contact forms. We've got the schedule for the 100 movies. All that good stuff. Um, if you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thank you for listening. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.